podcast. I'm your probably mythic already, but not really, unfortunately, <laughs> host Nate. Well, you can find me. Well, you can't find me at your local bodega. You can definitely find me at Darth Heretic around the web. If there's anything I can help you with, with the obvious exception of reaching something off the top shelf of the store. What you, wait, what, what? What? I always can grab stuff off the top shelf of but, the store. But you're not at the Feel bodega to help me. So no, you can't. <laughs> okay, sure. And of course, I'm joined by my silver co-host, and I'm not just talking about his beard. I'm also talking about his magic playing skills. Tony. Wow, I can't believe you. You wrote it, dude. I'm just reading what you wrote. What this guy lacks in his magic skills, he has in personality. At least that's what I tell the girls I try to set him up with. He's married. Why am I sending you? Why do you make me out to be a bad person, Tony? If you want to find him, don't go looking under the hood of a car. Instead, you want to look up MTG underscore Tony. That's the best place to reach him. Expecting him to be turning up in an old Chevy is not the case. I don't even know why you think that would be. What? What? If you'd like to get a hold of both of us, I have no idea where he goes with these things. If you'd like to get a hold of both of us, then the best place to, to be to do that would be patreon.com slash filthy podcast. He wrote the word slash. I did that just for you, buddy. <laughs> To be clear, I will not be at your local bodega, and Tony will not be fixing a car. Yeah, so I said tuning up an old Chevy, not turning up in an old Chevy. Because I was talking okay, about being sure. under the hood of a car. Under, okay, Okay, sure. okay, so now it's making slightly more sense to you. I get it. So not I thought really. today, anyway, <clears throat> it would be a great day to go over the cool things that happened in 1998, like I did last year for, or last right. week, for the amazing year of 1997. Sure. I mean, the, the late 90s were when things were at their best, obviously. Sure, if you say so, Tony. Um, well, I mean, that's when I was young, had long, beautiful hair, played magic. I was in GPs, having a great time. And um, But to be honest, I looked at the fun stuff from 98, and it seems like 98 was a huge letdown after the great year of 97. Okay. Movies. Like, instead of Awesome Powers, Men in Black, even Titanic, you know, we were, we were stuck with Armageddon. Oh, God, what a terrible movie that was. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan? I mean, it was fine, but it's not Saving it's not Private Austin Ryan's Powers. a great movie. It's not Austin Powers. Come on Matt now. Matt Damon? Nathan Fillion? Yeah, those yeah. are the names I'm pulling out for Saving Private Ryan. I understand. <laughs> uh, we were I forced understand. to listen to Getting Jiggy with it. Such na, a down... Na, 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 Such na, a downgrade na. from No Diggity. You know, and it's a clear ripoff. bag it, bag it. Seinfeld? Great show. Oh, its last episode was in 98, of course. Oh, but don't worry, we got Dawson's Creek. Ugh. Oh, my God. Terrible. Uh, We did get a rise out of the newest drug to come out that year, though. Viagra was introduced. (laughs) Causing STDs at retirement homes to go through the roof. I mean, even the president was sleeping around back in 98. We got Monica Lewinsky. That's the biggest story of the year. I'm so disappointed with 98, but I know for a fact 99 is going to be better, but we'll do that next week. I mean, 99 is the year I graduated high school, so. Of course. Stuff. He wrote down Nate says stuff, so. Stuff. Sweet. Okay. On today's episode, we've got a fun (laughs) one for you. (laughs) We're going to start off with our FND 101, where we talk about what happened in each other's lives this week. I know Nate had a busy weekend. And then we're going to move on to casual upgrades, where we help you enjoy the game of Magic more. After that, we're going to go over any magic news of the week. Pretty sure we've got some aftermath stuff to talk about. And then we're going to finish up with the deck list that we've been playing or that we found on the internet. How's that sound to you, Nate? Sounds like a plan, Tony. I love it. FND 101. Nate, what'd you do this week? I uh, went to New York City this weekend. What? What's in New the York City? Big Apple. Um, Ellis Island, the Empire State Building, Times Square. Do you not know what New York City is? I've heard of it. I've never, no, never really done it. You've never, never been? Really, um, I no, I've never been to the city part. I've driven through it, but that's mm-hmm. about it. I don't like the city. I don't like cities um, in general. I understand. No, it. it it was packed. Not, I, it really wasn't. It was pouring rain the whole weekend, so there was, like, no one around. Oh, sounds like fun. 
it was it was all right. It wasn't terrible. I went to Katz's Deli. That was the first time I've ever had that. Oh, that pastrami. I am still dreaming of that pastrami right now. It was so good. I love pastrami sandwiches. Oh, and I went there for the pastrami, and there's a thing up there that says brisket sandwich, and I'm like, oh, I want that brisket sandwich. It just means we're going to have to come back some other time and get the brisket sandwich, because, oh. oh. And I'm yeah. happy I went there with the pastrami, because the pastrami was amazing. Ama- they had, like, nine different people making sandwiches, so there was, like, nine different deli lines going at the same time, and they were all packed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It Like, Katz's was packed. Hacked. And then finding a place to sit was incredibly difficult. I got lucky when somebody got up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm sitting here. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. I didn't realize, you know, how many famous things happened, you know, uh, when Harry met Sally. Was that Katz's Deli, that big scene where she's like, uh, the person's like, I'll have what she's having? Mm-hmm. That was that Katz's Deli. I did not realize that. The Impractical Jokers went there, had an episode there. Did they? Yep. Huh. I'll have to look that up because I love me some Impractical Jokers. I mean, really, who doesn't? Yeah, it's just recently, ever since Joe left, it hasn't been the same. No, I haven't. I, it's not something I like go, oh, it's time to watch Impractical Jokers. But if it's on, you're watching it, you know? You're certainly not, oh, Impractical Jokers. It's, oh, this show. I've walked into a pizza place and they had it on, and I'm like, this appropriate to have on at a pizza place? I don't think so, but you guys do you. Yeah, I think I've seen every episode of The Impractical Jokers. I love yeah, the show. That's great. I certainly haven't seen every episode. Um, my wife and her dad went on a hard hat tour of Ellis Island. And they're, they're history buffs, so they really enjoyed that. I, I don't know. I thought everything they said to me sounded boring. Mm-hmm everything they said to me sounded boring but they enjoyed the hell out of it so I'm happy I was not dragged on in that and instead I got to go and enjoy a pastrami went to uh, <laughs> went to a little yarn store with my mother-in-law because she likes to knit so she bought some yarn and she goes I'm going to make you guys some pot holders great sounds awesome and then I, there's like, one thing I know you like it's pot holders <laughs> that is true 100% <laughs> true don't want to get my hands hurting when I'm in the kitchen you're right um, right, you're 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 a chef, so that makes sense. Correct, yeah. exactly. Um, and then we were like, "All right, we've got to get back to the hotel." Your mom's like, "We should take this bus," and I said, "All right, I'm following you." We hop on the bus and we take a circle, and we're back at Katz's Deli. And I'm like, "I don't think we're on the right bus." <laughs> and she laughs, and we're, I'm like, "Wait a minute, who decided to let you and I into the city on our own? Why is it that the two people who do who know New York are together, and then they send us into the city on our own?" She just started laughing. She's like, yeah, I don't know whose idea this was. We got back to the hotel. It was fine. I got us there. Okay. I mean, it can't I be just, that hard. But. It, it is and it isn't. Um, it really isn't if you know what you're doing. But one, there's so many trains. They go so many different directions. The, the uh, New York City subway system is difficult to understand if you've never done it before. Yeah. Luckily, we have all done it before. So we were able to figure out the subway, but she really didn't want to do the subway. She really wanted to uh, take a train, a bus, so that way she didn't have to do the stairs. Yeah, that makes she sense. She doesn't walk too well. And then uh, the next day we ended up going to the 9-11 Museum, and that was heavy. Let's just put it that way. It was very interesting, though. It's literally in the footprints of where the buildings used to be. You can like see the pylons of where this is where the building used to be held up. Hmm, wow. Yeah. Very heavy walking through there. Yeah, it's I like, can imagine. Remember the pictures of Ground Zero? Oh, yeah. That's where this museum is, is literally in those pictures. And they're showing like pictures, and some people are taking pictures of stuff, and I'm like, I really feel awkward taking pictures of anything here. Yeah, Feels, it's good for the memories. It feels awkward to me. I took two pictures. It was one of the picture of the city on, I guess it was like in 1990. It was like from Jersey City, just the picture of New York. And then from that morning, from like the same exact angle, and they just just gone and puffs of, you know, everything in the air. And that was powerful to me. And I'm like, you know, I will take, these are pictures. I will take a picture of these two pictures. But there was like, 
fire trucks there and you know the the ladder at the end of the fire truck that shoots straight out is all curved down and like because it was right next to the building it looks like a building fell on it you know what i mean right and yeah it was it was very heavy then there's a entire section devoted to the 2900 people who died and a picture of every single one of them and then a little thing going on about all of them and it just non-stop talking this is about this person's life and who they were and then ne- the next person for all 2900 no- people yes wow okay that's crazy it's it goes non-stop hmm. and, and and you're just like all right i can't stay in here this is this is heavy this is a lot it was a lot yeah especially the people who lived through that you know i remember it I'm sure you remember it you know there was little kids there who didn't mean anything to these little kids you know what i mean true, true but true. most but most of us i can tell walking through it most of us remembered that and it was funny that it was everyone was incredibly respectful of everything it didn't seem like you know, when you're in a museum and there's people like running around and screaming or anything like that, it was very, it was very somber, heavy, somber. Thank you. Somber's the best way to put it. The whole thing was very somber. So that wasn't fun, but you know, right. something we did. I enjoyed it. I'm happy I did it. Probably definitely don't want to do it again, though. Yeah. Now you've got the memory for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it was. It was a weekend. Uh, New York's New York, you know. We we stayed in Lower Manhattan. We didn't really leave Lower Manhattan at all. Went to my wife's two favorite pizza places. You know, I got my pastrami. I can't complain. Yeah, I've, I've heard New York pizza is some of the best pizza. Oh, it was. It is delicious. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, my in-laws driving through the city together while I'm in the back seat with my headphones cranked up because I don't want to hear the two of them yelling at each other. Cut him off! No, you cut him off! I'm not just pulling into that lane! Why didn't you go through? Because it's a red light! Well, you've already broken one law! What's another? Yeah. <laughs> screaming. I'm not even remotely kidding you. Screaming at each other in the front seat. We almost got into a car accident because he's screaming at her. Cut in front of him! Who cares? He won't hit you! He didn't. Wow. He was right. He was right. Like, yep, this is why I don't drive in New York City. If I go to the city and I have to drive, I don't even stay in Manhattan. I stay outside of Manhattan and we bus our way in. Yep, that I makes won't sense even to drive me. In. I won't even drive into Manhattan myself. If I'm going south, I just avoid the city. Like, what's mm-hmm. the best way I can avoid New York City? Tappan Zee Bridge. Yep. It's the best way to do it is to take the Tappan Zee and avoid the city altogether. Yep. Unless you're going to Jersey. But even if you go to Jersey, we take the Tappan Zee and go the long way down so we don't have to touch the city. Yep, smart. It's very smart. Mm-hmm. What about you? How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was good. Um, it's not nearly as heavy as you. I understood. <laughs> uh, Max had a state tournament, so I was coaching in that. Okay. And um, I'm going to say he Max didn't do great. But to be fair, he did a doubles tournament and a teams tournament. Teams is four people. Doubles is two people. He's in first place in both of them. Wow. Which is fine. But... He's also going for the all-events win. And his teammates okay. are the ones who did really well in all these things. Okay. He, he did fine. He did about average, maybe a little below average. Mm-hmm. But his teammates did really well. Okay. But they're also his competitors in the all-events. Ah. So, yes, he did win, so far, both things he's been in. But now he's going to have to go and compete against the people who helped him win. Yes, so he's got the singles this weekend coming up, and in order for him to win, he has to have a great singles event. Mm -hmm. Like, he has to bowl like a 550 or 600 even, which is way above his average. Mm -hmm. Like, last year he won by like six pins per game over the next person. Oh, wow. And this year, that's not going to be the case if he wins it. So, you know, it, it was tough for him. Like, he was very, very upset. But he did win both things that he entered. When he's, when he's used to being that good. Yes, when he's used to being the best bowler. And then he's the third or fourth best bowler. You know, he's he's not happy about that. D- does he... 
does he remind you of you at all in this at these times? Because I've seen the way you <laughs> act, and I'm saying this honestly, Tony. I've seen the way you act when you can't win a game of magic or you go up and you go this is what it looks like to lose 18 games of magic <laughs> you know what i mean when you know you're a better magic player than you are yes. does he does yeah, he remind absolutely. you of you okay. he definitely has my competitive nature <laughs> because it's it's sounding to me like you that's I, all i don't know where he gets it from honestly it must be his mother yeah <laughs> clearly he gets it from his mother tony yep <laughs> but that's in be- in better news for me Right. Okay. Um, I I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook post. I did. I okay. did. Um, my I, my TikTok believe it or not, news. I've actually said it to a couple of people. I've actually mentioned. I mentioned it to uh, my in laws because you you know my in laws. So yep, I mentioned yep. it to them, and her father was like, "Maybe I need to download TikTok so I can follow Tony." Wow, that's that would be awesome. Yeah. He want he wants to watch candlepin bowling content. I am the guy at this point. Uh, correct. <clears throat> so, um, I can only go over my past two months, my numbers mm-hmm. for that. So, I don't know if I've hit this before. Mm-hmm. But I got over one million views in the past two months. Congratulations. That's I, amazing. It, it's uh, it's so fun. It's so great. Mm-hmm. And the videos that I make afterward from this, and I edit them down and then repost them, mm-hmm. um, I've had 307,000 views wow. the last time I checked. For the videos that I've edited. Mm-hmm. That's not the magic stuff, too. Like, I'm also mm-hmm. getting, whatever, 500 views per video twice a day. For So that's another 60,000 mm-hmm. views. Wow. It's just, like, taken off. It's been pretty good. That That's amazing. Last night, I actually had my best TikTok night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 185,000 people watch. Wow. Jesus. Right? I got my first subscriber, which means they pay me monthly. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was a good night, you know. Awesome. At one point, we had 3,500 people watching. Holy crap. So, I'm a TikTok superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's quite the true, but... Sure. You know, I'm telling myself that. Once you get the little uh, plaque in the background of the videos... I'll yes. Oh, wait, yep. that's a YouTube thing, huh? <laughs> I don't know if they do that on TikTok. You know, my YouTube channel's not doing too bad either. I, I yeah. don't push that as much as anything else, but I've got like 20 followers or subscribers or whatever. Your YouTube channel is why we're doing this podcast. Is it? I saw one of your videos and was listening to you opening packs on there, and I'm like, huh, wonder if we'd want to do a podcast. <laughs> that's too funny. It's yeah, literally, I, I was listening, watching one of your, I was scrolling through YouTube one day and it said Sumadre, Eldraine Review, Part Black or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And I pulled it up and you were talking and I was like, huh, Tony is someone who I could do a podcast with. I could talk with Tony about magic and here we are two years later. Almost a hundred episodes in now. Right? Yeah. So actually I should probably go do those again because... Um, I didn't want to do any of the editing mm-hmm. to like put the card images up and stuff. But now that you've done editing for the other, you can... I, I feel like I could... I don't want to say easily do it, mm-hmm. but I could definitely do it now. I used to have Max do it for me. I'd pay him $10 a thing yeah, just to throw up card images. Just, you know. Mm-hmm. And he did it, and it was like, cool, that was fun. But either way, I don't know. I didn't know that that... Uh, my, yeah. my yeah, reviews from Eldrain did that. Yeah. That's cool. Excellent. Uh, you ready to do some casual upgrades? Yes, I don't even read this, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, you can tell me what you think about it afterward. Will do. Uh, so this week I want to talk about helping your fellow players. Okay. Uh, we recently had a player come back to the store. He played it a few times before um, to play some Commander. He used to play at another local store, but he got pushed out of there because they didn't like his autistic ways, you know, and he was annoying and he rubbed the players the wrong way and they were like saying he was racist because, but he's just, his social cues were all off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he just, he didn't like it. He didn't like playing commander because of the people. And so he quit Mm -hmm. playing because of it for a few years. And so he came in, and I talked to him for a little while. I'm like, why don't you just come into our store? We have 
we have a great group of people here. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he came back and he didn't really have a collection anymore. So his deck was basically just cards I own mm-hmm. that fit Selesnia. Stop deck. You yeah. know, just, mm-hmm. just stuff. His mana base was a wreck. His curve was awful. His cards weren't even that strong to begin with. Mm-hmm. But at least he was there playing. And the other people he played with were super nice and he had a great time. So he kept coming back. Awesome. Which is great. This is what I yeah, this is what, what I want, try to right? cultivate in the players that I Especially have at the if store. you have a you know, store with players, you want people to come and play at your store. Right. Chunky. And as a player, you want players who have bad decks necessarily you know, because it gives you more of a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But you always want new players coming in. So he's right. come back like three or four times now. In this past week, um, after his first game, his entire pod and a couple other players just started, like, giving him cards to help out his deck. Mm-hmm. And they gave him, like, the tap dual lands, like, the, yep. the rare ones that let you scry. Yep. And a bunch of, like, they're not expensive cards, but just... Temples are a buck and a quarter, something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was... And then they gave him a bunch of, like, Celestia cards that might help his deck. Mm-hmm. You know, again, nothing like $10, $20 cards, but, you know, cards that might help. Bulk rares. And then they talked to him and they worked with him for like at least a half hour after the games to kind of tune his deck and kind of help him. Mm-hmm. He, he did get some uh, more expensive cards from players by trading, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever. And um, But for the most part, people just gave him cards. It was it was super awesome, awesome to see. That's awesome. That's great. He was thrilled. The lesson here is be nice to your fellow players and help them really whenever you can. Mm-hmm. Your three rares that are worth less than a dollar really will make the new players super happy. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep coming back, and that's really what you want. Mm-hmm. 100%. To help your fellow I players. Agree with, I agree with all of that. When I did the uh, pre-release a couple weeks ago, what my my opponent mentioned that it, he had only been playing Magic for two months. And then the after he lost the first two games, he goes, do you want to play a third? I said, yeah, absolutely, let's play a third. And then he goes, I'm going to do this. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, man. Take that back real quick. Why? do this first. You mentioned you had this. Do this first, and then do this, because it's going to cost you to do A. It's going to cost you nothing to do A, and you're still going to be able to do B. Oh, I would have never thought of that. Like, yeah, you said you're a new player. I'm just showing you things that you might not have seen. Oh, thank you so much. He was very, he he loved it. You know what I mean? And that's what you got to do with people sometimes, is what might be an obvious line of play to you, the other player doesn't see whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mind if I show you something real quick? Here, let me show you this real quick. Oh, this game doesn't matter if if who wins this. Have the player learn something. I mean, stuff. it's a pre-release. Most of the games don't matter that much anyway. Correct. Correct. <laughs> there was a game earlier where I, there was, a, he goes, all right, you win. And I'm like, I go to attack and he goes, all right, you win. I'm like, you just take it? He goes, yeah, okay. Took it. And I'm like, you could have done this though. And he goes, Oh, I didn't even realize he had a cre- he could have sacked another creature and gained life and been at one. He still would have been in the game and still yeah. would have been playing. Might have won the next turn, and that's why I was like, "All right, maybe that was his thought." Nah, it doesn't matter if I do it. I'll only be at one, and then you kill me the next turn anyway. Was my thought? Nope. He just didn't see the line at all. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And. I probably should have known he didn't see the line at all because he would have sacked a creature the turn before and done the same thing and gotten the advantage, like draw a card, gain a life or something like that if you sack a creature. Could have blocked and gotten rid of it, you know? But yeah, always help people. And, you know, not just in magic. In life, help people. That Don't is true. Mean. Don't be mean to other people. Help people out when you when they need it. You know, I was in New York City this weekend. We're on a bus and the lady sitting next to me and I'm like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna try to scan me for something. Nope, she just didn't have the app to pay for the bus, because you know I've got like the the my wallet on my phone, so I just tap my phone. You pay for the bus in New York City, everywhere, subway, bus, everything. You can just tap your phone to pay. I love it because I love technology. This lady has no idea how to do that. All she has is two dollars and seventy five cents in quarters, and doesn't understand why she can't get on the bus. I'm like, okay, you need me to take these quarters and tap this for you, man? Absolutely not a problem. Here you go. Yeah. Help people out. You know what I mean? I, they cost me literally nothing to do for her. 
Except for listen to her little story about why she can't get on the bus. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I can do this for you. Let's go. And my mother-in-law was like, well, what did she want? I'm like, don't worry. She gave me the money. She just needed me to pay for her bus. She already, she already paid me. It was not a bad, nothing bad. Don't worry. <laughs> we get some magic news of the week up next. Minnow. You love the name Minnow. I knew it was going to grow on you. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, we got the Pro Tour this weekend. I hate him so much. In Minneapolis. Yeah? Yeah. Pro Tour Minneapolis? Okay. Um, Be standard. Standard's been good for a long time now. If you say so. You don't think it has been? Do you know what I see way too much of in in standard? Bractos? Fable of the Mirror Breaker. And Shieldred. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, I will probably enjoy Standard again at rotation. Until then, Standard doesn't really do it for me. No, I I really do think Standard is one of the better Standards in a long time. I've been playing a lot of Standard. Not well, but I have been playing a lot of Standard. (laughs) (laughs) And, And the fact that I'm still playing it and... Losing and having an okay time, mm-hmm. that really says something about the format. You know, the only deck I've been playing in Standard is that uh, the Festival All Will Be One deck. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I do have fun with that even when I lose. But I see the stuff I'm playing against and it doesn't seem fun to play those decks, you know? Yeah, no, I get, I, I get that too. But, I mean, that's basically all just, you know... Pro Tours this weekend, so we can go over the deck list next week. Okay, Ooh, sounds good. Actually, next week, I have a special guest next week. Special guest next week? I have a special okay. guest next week. All right. We uh, will have our Limited with Luke back. <gasps> Yay! Yes, yes, yes. So, yep. Yay! I know, I forgot to tell you, but you yes. You did forget to tell me. That's awesome. I will be excited for that next week. Yep, yep, yep. So I was I, I've been trying to get him into it, and yep, he, I know he, you he said no. Um, but he was like, you know what? I really think it'll be more fun this time. He's like, Cause it won't yep. be for a school project. It'll be because it won't be for a school project. He can talk about anything he wants to with it. Exactly. Yeah. Tell him he does not need to cite his sources this time. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, Luke? I know you listen to the podcast, Luke. You don't That's need true. to cite your sources, buddy. I promise you. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, me and Nate are gonna be so excited. Yes, I'm very excited for that. That Tonight, and Luke, if you're listening, that was my legit reaction because I did not know about that until he literally just told me. So I'm very <laughs> excited for next week. All right, next uh, piece up on news of the mm-hmm. week. Uh, we got some more uh, news about March of the Machine. Okay. Yup. Yup. And are we going to talk story of March of the Machine, or are we going to wait for uh, Dougie to tell us about magic story? If you know some of the story, we can gladly talk about it. You want I, to... I know a very little bit of it. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. We'll, we'll start with that, and then we'll talk about the packs afterward. Um, well, the whole aftermath thing, the whole like point of the aftermath, I guess, is that they're taking away, they're desparking planeswalkers. Plane, being a planeswalker is going to be a lot rarer than it was. Okay. Apparently. And some of the people we've known as planeswalkers we will see in the future as creatures. Just regular Legendary creatures. creatures. Yep. Legendary creatures. Who? We don't really know everyone yet. They're not telling us everyone yet. They're not telling us who the the creatures are or what the creatures are or anything like that. Or who the planeswalkers who were desparked are. And so we'll, we'll have to find that out over time. They want us to... You know, talk about it and figure out who it is. I, I don't care. Just <laughs> let's just play. Honestly, yeah. I, I I don't care if um, give me random planeswalker that's st- that I know is still alive. I can only think of Omnixilisk right now. Um, I I don't care if Omnixilisk is a uh, creature or a planeswalker. The next time we hit Nuka, he's a creature or or wherever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know. It, It'll be cool in the moment. We'll see, and we'll go. Oh, that's cool, but really doesn't really affect me. Um, they said that. Uh, so just going on traveling. with that real quick. What? Going on to that real quick. Planeswalkers used to be 
like world creating superpowers, right? And then they then there was the mending, yeah. And then there was the mending, and they got their power weakened, and mm-hmm. then pretty much everybody was able to get a spark. It seemed like, mm-hmm. and now we're, that's going to be being cut back. Mm-hmm. Are planeswalkers just too uh, tough for the game? Is it is, is oh, no. that the real issue, or are we making more planeswalkers creatures for commander? I think it's probably a little of column A, a little of column B. Because, I mean, I don't know. Were we just making too many planeswalkers and people wanted new ones all the time? And then, is it a is it a drawback of War of the Spark where they went, all right, we're going to put 36 planeswalkers in one set, and they're like, all right, we could never do that again, so let's make sure we make it don't so Don't have that 36 like, planeswalkers total. Correct. <laughs> you know? So that that'll never happen again, you know? Are they I don't know. And the other thing is that there's going to be what they're calling omen paths that have opened between worlds so that between um what do they call it? Uh planes, so that anyone can kind of travel between the multiverse. So mm. anyone can just kind of hop in, but they're they're not, like, stable portals. Some of them, you know, will appear randomly and disappear. Some will be permanent. Some will go different places. Some will be one way and won't come back. So sometimes if you hop through, getting back home won't be easy for you. Interesting. Okay. Isn't this just going to make everything kind of like just one big plain soup? Like, instead of everything being its own part of, you know... Or an individual thing isn't people just gonna cross and then we're never nothing's gonna have its own flavor anymore okay maybe but think of it like i'm gonna reference new york city because that's just where i was new york city is that melting pot right yep you yes, would it say is. that it, it is but within new york city you've got sections that are like chinatown Little Italy. You've got these sections that all of these people have come together. Maybe there's a multiversal New York City where you've got little New Capenna and little, uh, you know, Mirrodin over here and, you know, all of these little things and they, they wind up there. My other thought is, you don't get this, my other thought is like Sakaar in the, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of is like the dumping ground of like everything in the universe ends up dumping there. You know, maybe they we end up in a plane that looks like that in this and they can't get there unless they do that. That was the other thing is they said we're going to be able to do things in the game that we haven't been able to do before because we've unlocked this. Interesting. I thought that I thought that was interesting and that's what I thought of. But like you said, it might just be now you're in where are we going next? Eldraine. Now you're in Eldraine, but there is very obviously this character who is very new Capenna. And you but can are, tell. Are we going to start seeing slivers in Eldraine? Like, that's Don't basically. Don't that. Don't tell me that. I, I mean, that's the kind of thing. Slivers, like, slivers are a Dominaria thing. Are we now going to see them in other places? Are we going to see well, Kavu on, you know, Mirrodin? Not that Mirrodin's a place anymore, but, you know, Zalfir. Um, maybe? And that's, that's, I want each plane to have their own thing. They, each plane can still have their own thing, but have something come in from it. You know what I mean? But, you know, look at the world that way, you know? The world still has its own unique feel everywhere, whether, you know... Even yeah, but then sometimes... they get an invasive species in there, and it just ruins I, the entire I'm place. Sure... <laughs> Correct. That was Phyrexia. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Phyrexians. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, And the Phyrexians invaded every plane? Every single plane the Phyrexians just invaded, right? Uh, They they invaded a lot of them, yes. Yeah, they invaded all of the planes, and apparently going forward, we're going to see the effects of the Phyrexian invasion on these planes. (sighs) Okay. So planes we've seen before, like, specifically they mentioned Eldraine and Ixalan, because those are the next two sets. We are going to see the aftermath of the Phyrexian invasion there. Does this seem forced to you? Like, it's too quick, almost? Like I don't think it seems too quick. To me, this just seemed like one one battle happened. And yeah, it was it was a huge battle, but it was just like, 
And uh, to me, it feels like it was a day. Okay, we had a couple hours of battle, and hey, now all of a sudden every plane is warped. It just doesn't seem right to me. Okay, all right, sure, I get you. But on the other hand of that, I was just at the 9-11 museum. And that all happened in a day. And that changed everything for New York, for the United States, for a lot of the world. Changed that morning when, you know, that that happened. So something that happens very quickly can, as long as it is that impactful, can impact for many, many years. Heck, even a meteor hitting the Earth kills the dinosaurs. And what? how long did that take? An instant, the, the meteor hit the Earth. It's not like the meteor hit the Earth and then they like partied around it for like, a, like 20 days before they were like, all right, now this is going to affect us, you know? Right. I mean, I get that, but like I hear of a book. You know, a battle between Russia and the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And that really doesn't affect our life here. Okay. So, that's, but but that's because that was a battle between Russia and Ukraine. Now, ima- I'll imagine if Russia invaded every single country at the same time. I just, we, every single country would be affected. Like, how many Phyrexians were there to go into every enough, single plane? Enough. Apparently, there's enough that they it were just, able to. It, it Clearly, it wasn't enough for them to win. But right. they still... And a lot of these planes... Segovia there, the tiny little mini plane. That's clearly the biggest thing that's ever happened to them. But... A, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? All of these planes, apparently, this is the biggest thing. Now, my problem... Personally, what I don't like about this is, I know you don't watch Marvel movies. I'm a huge Marvel fan. They did the snap, the Thanos snap, and they snapped away the half of the half of life in the universe for like five years, and then they came back. And the last couple years of Marvel movies and stuff have all been about how the how the snap has impacted people's lives. Their friends were gone for five years. Maybe they were gone for five years and how that's affected their lives, which is cool and all. It's a great concept until, you know, COVID hits and, you know, we, our whole lives have been changed for a couple of years because now we can't go and do the things we've wanted to do. And now our media is not showing exactly what's happening in our life, but kind of. And now I'm getting magic and real life and and Marvel all doing this. Oh, this big thing happened, and how is it affecting everything forever? And I'm like, I'm I'm kind of sick of this whole concept right now. But again, that might just be me, and I get that. I get you don't watch Marvel movies, so that doesn't affect you in the way I can look at it. So that was just my thought on this. But other than that, sure. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to... When... When Mark Rosewater was asked, this big change in magic, is it going to affect gameplay or is it going to affect story? And he said yes. I don't know if it's going to affect gameplay nearly as much as story. Unless battles are, you know, the thing he was talking about there. Even if battles are the thing he's talking about, that doesn't... we We had it for a set, even if we get it again... They're they're instant. We've we've determined at this point they're in, they're sorceries, right? We've determined at this point they're just sorceries. No, I don't. I don't think we've deter- uh, decided that. Has have we really been f- battling battles? Have we been fighting into battles often? Have people yeah, been attacking yeah. into battles? Yeah. All right. I mean, I especially play, the invasion of Amenhotep has been all the time hit. You know, that is true. I have seen that invasion of Amonkhet, and that has hurt. Mm-hmm. That has hurt. Has it Has it gone further than standard? Is there modern th- battles going on? I don't play modern, so I don't know. Is there but pioneer I, battles going on? I haven't seen it many other places yet. Yeah, see, that, but that's what I mean. It's not freely going to affect your gameplay then. Yeah. You know, it, unless it's huge like that, I don't really see it affecting gameplay as much. And I still don't need five frames on a card. 
I don't need a Jarrell voice of Zelfair and a <laughs> yes. retro frame and an etched foil and an extended art and a buy a box promo. I don't need five frames for cards. Well, it's Give me all two to make the cards cheaper. Give if me two. <laughs> so going with the contents of the stuff, right? The actual yeah. cards themselves now. The cards in the packs, yeah. The cards in the packs. Let's talk about the epilogue boosters that they're going to be making. Okay. Okay, so the, there's two different kinds of boosters. You can get the epilogue boosters and the collector boosters. The set boosters and... and oh, they're just called... They're not even called a set. They're called... They are not boosters. a set booster. They are called an epilogue booster. Okay. We don't have a price on these because they don't do MSRP. Okay. But when you get it, you're going to get one traditional foil or non-foil booster fun, which could be a showcase mm-hmm. or a retro frame card. Could be an uncommon, a rare, or a mythic. One traditional foil... Uh, uncommon, rare, or mythic. One non-foil, rare, or mythic. And two non-foil uncommons. That That's the entire pack. Um, Five- no, you also get a non-foil token or ad card. Um, I, I guess. Two things about but... this. Two things about this. One, yeah, you're right. Why are we only getting six cards? Five cards. Two, three, four, five. Five real cards. Why are we cards. only getting five? One five ad. cards. Yep. And... I understand why you did it. It's a little... It's a little skeezy, in my opinion, to say there are no commons in this. All you get are uncommons. Because let me tell you, when all you have in your booster packs are uncommons, <laughs> rares, and mythics... Those are the commons. That's just... Uh, those are just commons, rares, and... Commons, uncommons, and rares, folks. Now, I understand that they have an entire thing called Popper, and Popper cannot have any of these uncommon cards in them, so they cannot call these uncommon cards commons, because it would completely overtake the Popper format. Sure, blah, 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 whatever. They're just commons, and it's annoying that you're calling your uncommon cards uncommon when they're just the commons. Yep. Are are these packs going to cost the same as a regular pack? Yes, absolutely they will. And you're going to get five cards. Now, granted, you're getting... I mean, most of the time, you're not going to use your commons and uncommons anyway. Most of the time, but... but and here, you're not going to use your uncommons or your rares, only your mythics. But <laughs> I don't... I don't know. It just seems like this is going to be, like, a bad thing to try to sell. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of it as, like, a person who works at the store. Mm-hmm. Am I going to convince someone who doesn't play Magic a lot... To buy a five-card pack or a 15-card pack if it's roughly the same price. Yeah, I hear you. And most of the people who play Magic are tabletop players. Mm-hmm. Where they want as many cards as they can to build out their decks as much as they can. Mm-hmm. So many people come into the store and buy cards and they're like, oh, there's a new set out. And it came out um, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And they're all excited to get two or three booster packs. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, this is the people that buy booster packs, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be buying a five card booster pack. No, they're no. they're just not going to. And then these collector boosters. What if these collector booster packs are twenty five or thirty dollars a piece? Also, you get um, a halo foil or traditional foil booster, so it's going to be either a rare or mythic rare. Yeah. Showcase or retro frame. You get a foil etched card that's rare or mythic rare. Mm-hmm. A traditional foil or non-foil extended art that's a rare or mythic. A traditional foil rare or mythic. So you're at least getting four rare cards per pack. Mm-hmm. And then a foil etched uncommon, a traditional foil showcase uncommon, and a, a traditional foil double-sided token. Two, four, six cards. And a guaranteed token every time and not an ad card. That is true. Yep. Which, let's face it, that's at least something. It's not nothing, where an ad card is literally nothing. Yep, that is true. Yeah, and the the double-sided foil tokens are worth, usually, you know, a little bit of money. But again, it's six cards. I just, I... The the commons and uncommons have value. So... I'm worried, as someone who works at a store, that we're not going to be able to sell these. Yeah. Like, I'm going to buy some. 
I'm only going to buy the singles I want. There's two cards in it I want. I'll buy those two singles, and that's it. Yeah, I'm doing it because I open packs, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it, but... I understand this is your not... million TikTok views. I understand. That's for the bowling stuff. That's not for... <laughs> It's all the same, Tony. They're the same. That is true. That is true. It's all under the umbrella of Tony the Magic Man. <laughs> um, you know, if the bundle, which gives you eight boosters, an oversized spin down, um, if the if the bundle is cheap enough, I'll buy a bundle. But if the bundle's the same price, hard pass. Yeah, I'm assuming it will be the same this, price. This has to be a third of the price of the regular product. What does a regular booster pack of Magic cards sell for? Uh, for draft or set, <laughs> four fifty or six dollars a piece. Six dollars. The six dollars. These better be two. You know what I they're, mean? They're not going to be. I in my I can I can't picture Wizards selling these for less than four or five dollars a piece. It can't be the same price as a regular booster pack, or are they just not going to sell? And I'm now, really certain that they now, will Now, let's transfer this to something else real quick. What are the cost of these on Arena? True. What is the cost of these booster packs on Arena? I don't know. We haven't heard and yet. What, what do I get in my booster pack on Arena? We know that an epilogue booster comes with one traditional foil or... Booster fun, one traditional foil, one non-foil, rare, two non-foil, uncommon. Is that the same? Am I still going to get two uncommons, one rare mythic, one foil uncommon, rare or mythic? No, because there's no foil on here. I can see them doing a booster fun version. They just did that with the last thing, and I think they did that amazingly in, um, in march of the machines i liked the actual card styles being in there give us more of that please wizards yep, yep. do that but if it's just going to be five cards in a pack instead of the what do we get on arena right now in a pack eight three uh, four, five eight yeah eight we get eight what are they going to give us here four in a pack <laughs> i don't know four card two one commons I, a rare i wouldn't and a be mythic. surprised if they give us three you know what I mean? And then Just how much is it going to cost? That's it. And then how much are these packs going to cost at Arena? Because it's the same argument there. You mm -hmm. know, is this worth picking up in Arena if it's not going to be... If it's not... If you're not getting value out of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm guessing it's, it'll be the same price. And you'll just get less cards. I won't buy it then. I just won't buy packs of it. It will be my way of showing that, no, this did not work. I won't buy a pack of it. And you can look at the stuff I purchased, Wizards. You can look at my personal purchase history and go, look, he has never purchased an alchemy pack. Look, he did not purchase this Aftermath stuff. He only buys standard sets. Mm-hmm. Because that's what works. That's what you do. And I'll buy the Lord of the Rings set this summer, let's be honest. Let's be honest. But, since we're tw getting towards the end of the podcast, you want to start doing our deck lists? Let's go. Um, so we have two different ones that I was thinking about doing. I have a deck I want to talk about. Okay. And then we can also just go over the standard 5-0s, or the you know ones that won six games in a row. I say we each pick one deck to talk about real quick from playing, and then one deck from here. Sound okay. good? Perfect. All right. Love it. Uh, let me go first, then, if you don't mind. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, because I was god-awful in Magic this week. <laughs> well, sounds about right. Um, I posted You only in our... have a Magic podcast. You should be god-awful in Magic. <laughs> I posted in our um, patron-exclusive Discord um, just my the past six decks, and they were all like 40% win rate, 30% win rate, blah, 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 blah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try one of my older decks. And I found one. I'm like, I love Mono Green. I'll play some Mono Green and Explorer. Okay. And I'm going to tell you my results before I tell you the deck. Um, started out 2-0. I'm like, okay. oh, okay. I started out in gold 4. 
So granted, I'm in gold. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then put it away for a little bit, came back, and um, I won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more in a row. Woo! So I went 9-0. Then I lost a game. Um, okay. It was just the opponent had like the perfect c- so, cards. Sometimes that happens. And it happens. You can't, can't complain, especially yeah. after winning all of those games in a row. Your opponent gets lucky. I understand. And then I went three more in a row. So I went 12-1 and one with this deck. I get into Platinum. And I won two and lost five. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. So in gold, I was 12-1. and one. In Platinum, I was two and five. Ouch. Ouch. Yes, so... I, I don't know. I don't know the difference what happened. What, what kind of mono green deck is this? So this is Explorer. Okay. And it has four Blizzard Brawl, four Elvish Mystic, four Llanowar Elves, one Master's Rebuke, which is basically just a, a bite spell. Okay. Uh, four Scavenging Ooze, four Werewolf Pack Leader, one Kazandu Mammoth. What? I know. What? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have put Bloated Contaminator or anything else in there. You're right. Plucrunos? Pelucrunos. There you go. Yeah. I, I know. I should have. I, I should switch that out. Uh, four Old Growth Troll, two Ronus the Indomitable, four Steel Leaf Champion, four Collected Company, two Vivian, and then a bunch of lands. Okay. Did fantastic to start, and then awful to finish. But I was still uh, 14 and 6 with it. 70% uh. win rate. But it was all in gold and platinum. It just didn't work. I don't know. I I don't know what the difference was. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the deck list I want to talk about is also mono green. Oh, really? Okay. And I have a 13 and 1 win rate with it. This set, this season, current season, I've got a 3 and 0 win rate with it. Have not hmm. lost a match with this yet. It's my mo- it's my everyday mono green devotion deck that I talk about a lot. Reason why I want to talk about it this week is, do you know who played this deck for the first time this week? Friend of the podcast, Douglas. Oh, okay. Dougie goes. I really want to get into arena. I really want to drop some money into arena and play some. I want a good deck. What do you recommend? And I this is what I gave to him. And he is enjoying the hell out of himself. We were playing Commander on Monday, and he is playing Arena on his phone, playing <laughs> this deck while we're playing Commander, because it's Commander. He can, he's he got time in between his turns. But it was just, he loved this deck so much. He goes, Nate, I cast Storm the Festival seven times in one turn. I'm like, yeah, I believe that. Seven times, <laughs> Nate. I'm like, I know, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is like I am doing really good with this deck. Um, I haven't lost a let's see current set. I haven't lost a game with this in let's see over a week. Wow! Not not a game, a match. I've lost a game, but not a match in over a week with this deck now. Um, I personally think this is the best deck in Historic. Yep. But I also have played this deck so much, I know every line with it. I know the things I need to pull out. I was playing a game last night, and I the three games I played yesterday, 23 minutes, 19 minutes, and 12 minutes. And the 23-minute long game... It was, I went two and one. The third game came down to, I'm like, I, we're both like kind of top decking. And I get a Karn and I'm literally going, I don't even know what to get with Karn anymore. Because I've pulled that many cards out with Karn and they have (laughs) answered them. And I don't have enough mana to pull out bigger things. So it ended up, I ended up winning it by pulling out the, uh, uh, sideboard the Cityscape Leveler, the 8-8 with Trample, and they were... 
destroyed the thing that they had, gave them a Power Stone token, and then the next turn attacked them and destroyed their Power Stone token, giving them a Power Stone token because they had nothing else in play. And then they ended up scooping. But it was like, I don't even know what to get out of my sideboard. They had answers for everything. It was a very good back-and-forth game that I thought I was going to lose. And then my uh, last game of the night, I won, it says, 12 minutes. But the first game took nine, and the second took three. And the second game took three minutes because they didn't do anything. They played a tap land and passed. And then they did nothing for their second turn and passed, and they did nothing for their third turn and passed. Oh, and that's when, and then at the, and then when it went to their fourth, they they conceded. I don't know if they disconnected or what happened, but it was a real quick win. Hmm. Real quick win. So yeah, this mono green devotion deck in historic, I've been playing ever since. Nykthos Shrine to Nyx came out. When was that historic anthologies? It's been a few months now. It's been, what, three months? Four months? Something like that. Yeah. And I have been playing this deck. I've played a Explorer version for a while because I I really want to find a good Explorer version of this deck. But let me tell you, without those ley lines, I don't think this is nearly as good of a deck without it. Between... The ley lines getting the mystics, the helping the um, elves right away, and the um, the ley lines just having those pips in play for Nykthos when it's time to do Nykthos. I love it for that as well. Okay, so then I also have a deck from uh, the Magic.gg. You know it's my favorite website to oh go to. God. <laughs> I I don't know why it is, Tony. I have never understood why you like this. Because, I mean, it's they make it so easy to figure out what cards are which. And they make it so easy <laughs> to, murder to download cards and just... If you, you know, the wind whole up dead, I'm going to jail <laughs> because I have said I'm going to murder you on this podcast now. I don't know. It just it gives me decks. So I check it out once in a while. I know, but it doesn't give good decks, Tony. None of these decks have ever been good. They tell me they're good. They must be good. (laughs) They went 6-0. In best of three. It's good, so it must be good. Wow. So the one that I see that I really like, and I'm going to download and try. Okay. um, Mono Green again. Uh, It starts with four Venerated Rot Priest. We all know what that (laughs) one is. That's the toxic one. Yep. Is, this, is this the deck you nope. were looking at? Okay, no, good. because mine does not start with four venerated rock priest. Okay, good. Uh, four queer and beast caller. Okay, and queer and beast caller. This is the one. Anytime you cast a creature spell, it gets yep. a plus one plus one counter. I and then love... when it dies, you move those counters to something else. Yes. Yeah. I love the synergy between this and Kodama of the West Tree, which also this deck also has four mm-hmm. of. Because mm-hmm. on turn two, you play the beast caller. Turn three, you play Kodama. It gets a plus one plus one counter. Attack fetches you a land. It fetches me a land. It gets trample. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's, it's great, great synergy. Uh, it also and has... is Aquarian Beast Caller a reprint? Yes, yes, it is. From like, or not invasion? I don't know if it's a reprint or if it's a uh, a callback. Or it's a callback. Yeah, I think there's another card that was very similar to this. I but don't think it was this exact that. one. Okay, because because I remember playing with something like that back in the day. I think it was like Quirin Dryad. Maybe, and it, it didn't move the counters, but it got the counters whenever you played a green. Whenever you played a non-green non, spell. Non-green spell, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a, one that had any other color but green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be a green-blue card, and it would still work. Yeah. It also has two Armored Scrap Gorger. This is the one okay. that gets oil counters, and then you can, yeah. you can get rid of stuff from the graveyard, which is big. For Evolving Adaptive, which I love this card, too. This mm-hmm. is the 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I have sudden... definitely played against this type of deck mm-hmm. in Standard. Yep. Two Simeon Simulacrum. Uh, two of the New Vorinclex, which is awesome. Yep. I love that card a lot. One Invasion of Ikoria lets you search out for either Vorinclex or Kodama, whichever one you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Three Nissa Ascended Animist, the newest mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Nissa that costs a ton of mana. Such a great card. 
to uh, storm the seed core to distribute plus one plus one counters <coughs> all over your stuff. To awaken the woods. This card is fun. Just make a ton of forests that are all one ones. Mm-hmm. Three Reckoner Bankbuster because it's a standard deck and every standard deck has Reckoner Bankbuster. Makes two, sense. Two Tyvar Stand, two Tail Swipe for removal. 24 is two Besaju in one Swamp. The Swamp is for sideboard stuff. Gotcha. No? Hold on. What is the Swamp for? Why is there a Swamp in this deck? Because they come from Magic.gg, Tony! No, no, why is there a Swamp in this deck? Because you get in this deck from Magic.gg, Tony! No, there must be a reason. Oh, Tear Asunder. Okay. Tear Asunder's in the sideboard, and that's why. Okay, there it is. Whew. That was tough to figure out why there was a Swamp in the deck. <clears throat> the Swamp is a bad choice. Don't put a Swamp in your deck. No. I agree. <laughs> Put, you know, the green, the blossoming swamp or whatever, blooming marsh or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Put that there instead. I don't know. I like this deck. I like the style of deck. I have. I very much liked evolving adaptive turn one, beast caller turn two, Kodama turn three, mm-hmm. and then ramp out and do cool fun things. Yeah. So I'm gonna download this deck, give it a try, see how it goes. I'll let you know. The deck I found is a green-blue deck, and it does run four Venerated Rot Priest, okay. but this is more about using Venerated Rot Priest's ability to kill your opponent. Yes. So this runs uh, four Venerated Rot Priest, four Bloated Contaminator, one The Reality Chip, one Augur of Autumn, four of the Invasion of Ikoria, so you can go and find the Venerated Rot Priest, I'm assuming. Uh... Four Storm the Seed Core. Distribute four plus one plus one counters among up to four target <clears throat> creatures you control. So if you have four target creatures you control, that Venerated Rot Priest triggers four times? Yes, it does. Yep. <clears throat> uh, one Croaking Counterpart <clears throat> to give you a second copy of Venerated Rot Priest and to trigger it. Oh, uh, God, four, that's terrible. Four March of the Swirling Mist to phase them out and trigger them. Four Tyver Stand to give them Hexproof and Indestructible and, you know, trigger them. Four Gaia's Gift to, again, do that again. And then four March of Burgeoning Life to go search out the Venerated Rot Priest. And then Lands Galore. Why the Spire's Headquarters here? Um, Cycling and it can tap for green or blue. Okay. I understand it. I understand that the white is there. The white is not there in this deck. Just it being a tapped, just it being a dual land that can cycle is worth it in this deck, I think. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm wondering why the Argoth Sanctum of Nature. To make a random creature? To make that bear token? I was thinking the same thing, but I was like, okay, maybe, I guess. I could see it as a utility land. It just I don't like lands that come into play tapped. I know That's you don't. All. That's all. And it doesn't come into play tapped if you have the reality chip in play and you have one copy of the reality chip. So that's coming into play tapped. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know? But this this is more like a venerated rot priest combo deck where yours has <clears throat> other options to win with. This is like you're getting that venerated rock priest out and winning with it that way. Right. It, it, the deck that I posted could win with the poison counters, but it's Correct. not necessarily. It has the what ability to, but does not. This leans into it with the four invasion of Ikoria, the four <laughs> march of burgeoning life to find the venerated rock priest, and then everything else to make sure you protect it. That's what this is about getting that into play and protecting it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would do bad with your deck. Yeah. Because I just know I'm going to play that Venerated Rot Priest, and then they're going to kill it ne- the next turn. I'm not going to have the right card to protect it. Or I'm going to play it, I'm going to protect it one time, and then they're going to have a play with fire and just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And sure, they get a couple poison counters, but then the rest of my hand is going to be all crackling counterparts and other things. They're going to, get, they're going to have croaking counterpart in the reality chip and play and be like, great, awesome. <laughs> yes. That's what I want. <laughs> Yep, that's just the way I see this deck going for me. I hear you. But I think we're ready to wrap this episode yes, up. we are. 
So you can... You said rap? Oh, rap. I see. No, I was saying W-R-A-P. I thought you were saying R-A-P. You gotta gotta pronounce that W. We are going to wrap this episode up. (laughs) Wrap. Wrap. Uh, you can find the Filthy Net Deckers podcast on all social media. Follow us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You know, pretty much wherever. Wherever you want to be. You can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Tony the Magic Man on TikTok. Give me a follow, please. I mean, I'm almost at 4,000 followers now. And um, it's doing great. So, wow. Also, awesome. if you want to be part of the greatest group of people on this entire planet, patreon.com slash Filthy Net Deckers. We love you. Yes, for sure. I want to thank everybody, whether you're a patron or not. Just thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Feel free to share your deck list with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. I've played uh, Connor's deck this week mm-hmm. and actually did okay with it. It wasn't too yeah. bad. Awesome. Yep. Um, but I think that's it. I think we're done. We're done. Bye, everyone. See ya. See ya.